Hello to all. This is Joyce Davis, Penn Live's opinion editor here with another episode of Battleground PA. Today, we're going to focus on youth voices and get a little glimpse into what's the thinking of young people as they watch history being made in Washington, D.C. So stay tuned for our conversation with young Democrat Kate Gannon and young Republican Abigail Delegati, as well as their teacher, Mr. Jacques Whedon, all from Cedar Cliff High. If you'd like to comment, send us a message at BattlegroundPA on Twitter or Facebook. And please make sure you subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. This is Battleground PA, a Penn Live podcast discussing the issues that matter to Pennsylvanians and documenting the events in our state that will shape the battle for your vote in the 2020 presidential elections. This is Joyce Davis coming to you again with another episode of Battleground PA. And this is an exciting one because we have some young voices here, some ideas that we don't always get to get a little bit of a glimpse into. And I'm just delighted to have two students from Cedar Cliff High along with their teacher. And we've invited them to come. Welcome, guys. Just want to say welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank Great. You. We've invited you to come just to talk a little bit about how young people and how teachers are dealing with what is clearly a historical time in our country. Uh, we're looking at the impeachment of a president, whether we like it or whether we don't like it. It looks like it's going to happen. So I really want to delve into what's going on in the minds of young people and the people that are guiding them. So why don't we start with uh, Mr. Whedon. Mr. Whedon, have you been able to talk about the impeachment or anything going on in Washington with your class? Uh, yes. Uh, currently, I'm teaching world history, but we try to tie it in, in, in whether a student brings it up or I tie it into a current lesson talking about the power of the president and such uh, like that. But yeah, it's it's historical. You do have to you have take to time to do it. it. Yeah. You have to take And time. do you find that your classroom is, is as divided as the country is and the opinions expressed? There's division. There's mm-hmm. There's definitely division. Is it respectful division, or do you find that tempers get flared among young people? No, I, I think in my class, in the, in the conversation I've had with my students, they've been respectful. Excellent, excellent. Well, that, that's good. So at least I know that you guys have been following it, right? You've had to talk about it in class, right? So tell me how much you've been able to follow and what do you know? Are things confusing to you, or do you think you have a clear idea of what's going on and what ought to happen? Kate, why don't we start with you? So I'm in debate club at my school. So Mr. Dahasi was very clear. We uh, watched a lot of the trial tapes and it's a little confusing because it's so like layered, but we have been able to follow it pretty well. I also read the two articles of impeachment against the president and I think it's, I'm pretty covered, I think. I think you're more informed than probably 89% of Americans. So very good. (laughs) Your teachers are very good and you are very good. All right, Abigail, how do you, have you been able to follow it? Have you been as good a student as Kate has been? (laughs) Yes, I mean, it's all over the news. It's all they report, which um, I could say something about the media bias, but. Well, that I would let, let's go right there because one of the next questions I'm going to ask is what have been your sources? Where have you gone to for information? Are you watching TV? Are you reading? What What do you advise them to do, Mr. Whedon? Oh, I'm not advising my students to watch or do anything, you know, pushing okay. one way or the other. I do ask questions and, and, and such. 
and I try to give a historical background to mm-hmm. to these things. Uh, but you don't uh, you don't suggest news sources. No, I'm not I'm not suggesting news sources. Okay. How about you, Abigail? Where are you turning to for your news? I do a lot of my own research. I like to fact check, um, but I like to keep my sources very diverse. Go to you know from Fox News to CNN, just get all the opinions and then form my own. That makes sense. How about you, Kate? I agree with Abby. I generally lean towards CNN, but I also like to bounce between because you need to get different viewpoints. Okay, so let me ask you, do you get different viewpoints? When you're bouncing back and forth, are you getting the same picture of America or the same picture of what's happening, or do you see different pictures? I think it's very diverse. Generally, I do see kind of like biases between different news networks, but um, still very different opinions. Very different. And how about you, Abigail? Yeah, I mean, it's not hard to see at all when a reporter has a bias. You can just tell in their language. But I mean, you need to hear that so that you can form your own arguments against that. Mm -hmm. Does it irritate you at all that you hear some of those biases? I mean, look, everybody's a human being, so you know they have their opinions, Mm -hmm. right? Nobody's sitting there as a blank slate. But does it irritate you when you believe that they're coming out too strongly? With And do you understand the difference between the reporters who are simply and those people who are supposed to offer their opinions? I think it's really important as like a newscaster to be as objective as you possibly can because you're reaching audiences that might not be as informed as you are and you're making an impression upon them. And so it could be a biased impression and then they take that information with them whether it's good or not. I mean, I'm fine with people having their own opinions and sharing those. It's when the, it's when they try to say their opinion is the facts and persuade mm. people, and then that just creates fake news. So, Ms. Sweden, I'm, I'm assuming you've had something to do with helping them understand how to be critical uh, digesters of news. Well, let me, let me clarify something. Mm-hmm. Um, so these two young ladies, I've, I've had Abby as a student when she was a freshman. I, I haven't had Kate as a student. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them represent two things. One, the young Republican, Abigail, young Republican club, and Katie is a member of the young Democrat club. And uh, I'm not sure if Abby remembers conversations we've had in our class, uh, U.S. history and such like that. I do probably, I probably come across as a little biased towards one, leaning towards one than the other. But students do have their own opinions. But the good thing is that they respectively talk to each other. I I haven't come across anything in my class or anything in the hallway. These ladies can correct me, but where it's, you know, one or the other and shouting matches or anything like that. But it's great that you're engaged at such a young age that you're really stepping into this and caring about it. So let me hear from you. I mean, he's given us a little bit of a glimpse. What do you care about as you're listening to this? What are those issues or things that irritate you or that have caused you to be upset or that you think is just fine? Abigail, let's start with you. You're the young Republican, right? Yes, Mm -hmm. just issues in general. Well, I'm talking really... Focusing in on the impeachment. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've brought my sources. I've done my research. But I, I truly believe that it's a witch hunt. I mean, they did the same thing with the Russian collusion, and now they're stepping into Ukraine. I mean, they're going to find anything, and they won't let it go because, I mean, as much as they say, oh, Trump's trying to mess with the 2020 election, that's exactly what they're trying to do, trying to impeach him, even though it probably won't go through the Senate. It'll look bad, but... And you're an informed person. You've been following this, and that's how the conclusion you've come to. Yes, definitely. Okay. Kate? I've come to quite a different conclusion. I think that it is extremely clear that his actions are impeachable. I think from reading the articles against him, it's to me blatant, a blatant abuse of power, a blatant obstruction of Congress. And I think it's really upsetting because I feel like we let 
our president get away with a lot, and it's time that we fight back against that. Okay. So we have one who believes it's a witch hunt, just as Mm -hmm. the president said, including repeating his his words. And we have another young lady who says that, no, this is serious, it's impeachable, and we've got to do something about this. So that's very interesting. So let me just ask you each one of you individually. When you look at 2020 and you were looking at voting for someone, whoever it is, what are the issues that you're looking for to help shape um, your opinion on who you vote for? You want to start, Abigail? Sure. I'm a big supporter of the Second Amendment. Um, I believe that a lot of people in this country care about it. We can see in Virginia there's a lot of um, potential violence that could come with uh, these so-called sanctuary cities they're proposing um, with the Second Amendment. And I think if a president were to outright threaten people's rights like that, there'd be, I mean, just in the fact that it deals with guns, there's going to be violence about it. And I wait. Uh, so let me let me just. So the Second Amendment, you're talking about the right of people to yeah. bear to have guns and yes. have them unrestricted access to guns. There needs to be restrictions as there is on everything, but I mean, a right is a right, and I don't think you. So I, you are for some limits on Yeah, I mean, there's weapons. there's already limits. There's already background checks, you know. But the bills that they're proposing in Virginia is just a, one small example of the rights that are being infringed. Okay. All right. Is that your only issue, the Second Amendment, or do you have other issues? I mean, general Republican. I'm I'm very generally Republican. So, you know, I, I'm i um, pro-life. I believe in... Um, whatever Republican. Republican. Whatever Republican. Republican. Okay. I mean, you know. Conservative spending, all of that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, right? and I don't go into that blindly. I form my own opinions okay. about it, but that's what I've found, yes. Okay, excellent. And Kate, what are so your So one of my, like, hot-button issues, personally, is climate change. I believe that it's caused by humans and that it's one of the greatest threats that humanity faces. I think it's a pertinent issue that we have to do a lot to solve. After that, it'd probably be I'm personally pro-choice, and I really care about issues like that. And then I think we should have enhanced gun legislation and okay. background checks. Enhanced? How how far would you go to limit? So I, you're not against banning weapons, right? I don't think we should ban weapons. Okay. I think people should be allowed to have weapons. I don't think we should be allowed to open carry weapons or even concealed carry. I think you should maybe be allowed to have it in your car. Okay. I can see that, but I just think it leads to so many openings for violence. It makes it so much easier for people to get hurt, and I think that's really scary. Well, you you ladies are on opposite yeah. ends yeah. of the spectrum, and <laughs> yes. you're both smart and great and all of that. So let, let me ask you this. How does this mirror what you talk about in your classes? Do you get a sense that a top issue for most of your students is, is the Second Amendment, or is it climate change? I, or? Neither one, honestly. I, okay. Well, la- last year, um, after one of the shootings, Students brought up shootings uh, and and weapons in the classroom, arming students and teachers, and they want to take guns and stuff. And I have to think, well, hold on, listen, it's it's a constitutional amendment, which is extremely difficult to change the Constitution. What would it actually take? So it's near impossible. So when we talk about gun control, what are we talking about? What what specific things? And let's talk about you know if it's arming teachers or having a police officer in the classroom or in the school, um, would that do anything? Mm-hmm. Would it make you feel better, but would it actually deter anything? So those, those issues, uh, climate change, uh, honestly, in my classroom, I'm a world history teacher and I've, I've taught U.S. history. Climate change hasn't really been brought up as a topic uh, that has d- a discussion in class. The impeachment has. Mm-hmm. And 
putting it in historical perspective, I was fortunate enough, well, I don't know, fortunate enough, but I was taking a constitutional law class when Clinton was impeached. And I remember uh, the professor having, you know, we're having this discussion and he used the word coup d'etat. It was having a coup. And, I'm, and I was 26, 27 at the time as a college student. And my classmates were way younger. And they didn't catch that. They just kind of accepted it. And I was like, well, it's not a coup. This is the process. You might not like the process. It might be twisted and turned around. But this is the process. So he will have his day in court mm-hmm. if he is impeached. He will have a day in court. Well, the Senate is the court. That's and the Senate right. is the court. So, right. so explaining right. the process and explaining that it is political, but it's the same thing as a grand jury. A person that's under investigation doesn't get to offer. So trying to explain to my students the process and, and just asking them, would you tolerate this type of behavior from somebody else? And what's, what do we know? What do we don't know? And of course, like Abigail does and, and Kate does. They they go out themselves and gather the information. They um, get disparate sources. They, they, they get right. other sources and such. Do you ladies frequently discuss your ideas and seek out people who disagree with you, who you know? For example, Abigail, are you sitting down and talking with people like Kate at school who may have a different perspective, but who you still might respect? Yeah, I mean, I have friends of all sorts of political ideas. I mean, I'm a very mild-tempered person. I don't get in arguments. I like to debate, but I stay friends with these people. It's social media that really brings out the worst in you. And I mean, we all like to go in the comment section, scroll through, get in an argument, but you can't be... You, you can't get enraged about it. You have to do it peacefully, and that's the only way that you can come to a conclusion. Yeah, Kay, how about you? Are you seeking out young conservatives and talking so, with them? So definitely, like, myself, personally, I do. But I feel like, in general, like, the at our school, the Young Republican Club and the Young Democrat Club kind of don't intermingle <laughs> <laughs> at all. But it's not hostile, is it's it? It's not hostile, no. but we definitely, like, avoid each other, I guess. Okay. It's, it's just not a lot of communication, I don't think. But I try to do that by myself. I yeah. see. I see. Okay. So what I'd like to talk to you about now are solutions. First of all, to ask you, do you think young people are as polarized as, you know, how these adults are? Are you guys like that, or do you see that you're a little bit closer to each other? I I have a hard time because it's very, like, differing in different places. But I think we are maybe slightly less polarized because, like, I'm not going to be mad at Abby after this. <laughs> I, right. Like, that has nothing to do with, like, how I interact with her. And I feel like as uh, young people, we're less set in our traditions, and we're in general, moving towards a more, like, unified mindset. How about you, Abigail? I believe there's two different worlds. I believe face-to-face, people can be very kind to each other, have conversations. But going back to social media, I think that's the most polar that you can get. Um, People just are spiteful to each other. You know, if you want to see people hating each other, just go on Instagram. So I think if Mm -hmm. we get things like this, where, you know, I'm sitting right next to Katie, we can you know, find common ground and come to conclusions. So it really depends where you look. Well, that's a good place for us to take our little break here. And when we come back, I'm going to turn to the three of you to offer solutions. What kind of help and guidance would you give to us 
folks who simply can't seem to get along on these issues. <laughs> <laughs> join us, and we'll, and we'll come back uh, very shortly. And if you'd like to join us, please do check us out on Twitter. You can email us at BattlegroundPA, and we look forward to your comments and questions. Okay, we are back with the students from Cedar Cliff, one a young Republican and one a young Democrat, and their teacher, their very patient teacher, Jacques Whedon. So before we get to solutions, there was one other thing I wanted to ask you about, and where do you think it's going? I mean, we know this impeachment trial is supposed to be held now in the Senate. But we're getting all kinds of concerns that it's not going to be a fair trial, that people have their minds made up, they're not going to listen to evidence. So what do you think is going to happen next? Abigail? Um, I mean, there's a Republican majority in the Senate. I don't believe it's going to go through. There's a question of who it's going to look worse for. You know, Democrats believe it'll look terrible for President Trump. You know, he won't get reelected. But personally, I've been seeing... People believe that the Democrats are just being nitpicky and, you know, doing this purely out of bias. I think it looks very bad on them personally, and I think President Trump will come out strong on this. Hey, I know so, you have another idea. <laughs> I also, I'm not um, very positive on this because it is a Senate, a uh, Republican majority in the Senate. I, to be honest, think it will look negative for President Trump because he's only the third president in history to be impeached and i think that i think that's loud i don't really know exactly how it's going to go because it's kind of still up in the air i do think some people are still set in their biases though and i'm not sure how that'll play out yeah let me let me just ask the teacher here the other question that i had is um have you had any concerns people expressed about the president not cooperating with the Congress at all, the first president apparently to do that? Well, I, I think personally, me, you know, is, is the process. Put faith in the process. You might not like what, what's being done. Same thing with Clinton. You know, the other side and both sides said, hey, the process, the process. But don't, to me, don't scuttle the process. Don't don't say, well, you know, this is all farce or, or things like that. You know, I, I would love to have seen both sides say, okay, well, you know what, we're, we're going to educate the American public. This is the process. This is what is going to be done. I'll have my day in court. If they impeach, the court will be the, the Senate and I will present and everything like that. Is there a time constraint where the Democrats, maybe, maybe they rushed it? Maybe they said, well, you know what? We can't wait. We can't wait. But there is a process. And like Abigail said, you know, the, the Republicans have the majority. To get to, what, 67? Uh, probably not going to happen. Uh, to have senators already come out and say, well, this is what I'm, you know, would we tolerate that uh, in a grand jury? Would we tolerate that in a jury trial? We wouldn't do that. So have faith in the process. And, and I, I don't think that this... This entire process helps people have this uh, faith in the political system. Well, I think, I think you've hit it right there. I think one of the detriments of this whole thing has been that people have lost faith. I think the average people are looking at this and not knowing, you know, who to trust or who's really going to be honest brokers and all this. But that's why I want to turn to you guys now. If you were to offer guidance to the other side in all 
or you say just good nature, here's how we can bridge the gap between us. If you're, Kate, if you're talking to the Republican, here's what you can do to make me have a little more trust and confidence in you and your leaders. And the same for you, Abigail. So who wants to start? I would say Democrats need to stop hating President Donald Trump so much. You don't have to like him, um, but he's your president. And all I've seen Democrats doing since the day he was inaugurated is just try to impeach him. You know, they went after him for Russia, um, sexual assault accusations, which you don't hear about that anymore because it didn't work. And now it's Ukraine. You need to let him do his job, which he has been doing even through all of these accusations. I think if we focus on, you know, coming together and supporting him in what he's doing for America, which is good, he has been doing good things for America, we can stop distracting ourselves like this. Okay. And Kate, what would you suggest to the Republican side? So I think we just need to continue to look at this as objectively as we can and try to, as much as we can, because I know it's hard, to ignore your biases and try to look at the facts. And I really want to emphasize that we can't just ignore facts. We have to look at this level-headedly. We have to be calm and collected because it's really important. But I also think we need to have more roundtable discussions like this where we're talking to each other and actually communicating and getting our points across because it's a lot of yelling from both sides and it's not accomplishing anything. Very good. Well, do you think this has been helpful, teacher? <laughs> right, to, the, to this podcast? Yes. And, yeah, and I, I, I know these young ladies put out the word and I, I put out the word to, you know, have their classmates you know, come here and, and watch this, this, you know, we're going to go into this panel, this reader's discussion and such. It, it, it is going to be, I, don't, I think some people might be afraid to have a conversation or it will automatically, all right, it's going to blow up. And I, I remember walking into the classroom and at the time I was walking in, somebody said, all right, guys, you know, let's talk about gun control. I was like, yes, let's talk about gun control. And they stopped talking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and maybe it's because it was Mr. Whedon and, you know, he's a known Democrat, liberal, whatever, <laughs> like that. Uh, and I know Abigail was kind of hesitant. You know, when I her name was given to me, it says it was possible. I was like, oh, yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. But when I approached her, she had that look of, mm, I don't yeah. know if I really yeah. wanted to correct me if I'm wrong. But when I said, you know, hey, it's not going to be this debate. We're going to have a conversation. And there's going to be other people, different ages. It's not going to be a shouting match. I, I saw, you know, this look come over your face like, okay, I can do that. Yeah. I had a lot of people tell me I'm walking to a trap, but I don't, oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> think so. See, there's, no. there's, the distrust. <laughs> there's the distrust. You no know? Tra- but like see, that, there yeah. you go. There's the distrust. But this is what we're trying to do here, to bring people together mm-hmm. of different sides with goodwill and realizing that you both, and this is true, you both are smart, capable young people. And I think anyone looking at you would say our future, the future of this country is in great hands. So with that, I want to thank Mr. Whedon thank you. of Cedar Cliff, as well as Abigail Delegati and Kate Gannon, thank two you. Cedar Cliff students who are beyond the, the whatever you can expect for future leadership. So thank you both. Thank you. Thank and you. thank you for joining us on another Battleground PA podcast. Hope you learned something. Tune in next time. This was Battleground PA. Be sure to rate and subscribe to us so you don't miss a beat. Have an idea for an episode? Tweet us at Battleground PA or email us at topics at battlegroundpa.org. Meanwhile, stay in the know between episodes on penlive.com. 
Battleground PA is hosted by Penn Live's opinion and editor, Joyce Davis, and is produced by Penn Studios director, Salim Michel McClouf, and edited by Martin Boutros. For more info and past episodes, visit us at battlegroundpa.org.